0: Thank you. Is the kind of radio you need? Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people.
1: Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Surely, surely He died mm. on Calvary. Hallelujah. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. Yeah, put the nails in His hands and His feet. Mm. Hung Him up. All for us. All for us. Hallelujah. And God went a bit further. He blessed us. He blessed us through all of this because he used it to redeem us back to him. Took a special kind of blood. Just any old blood wouldn't do. Hallelujah. And so God made an ultimate sacrifice of his son, his begotten son, Jesus Christ, and allowed him to shed his blood. For every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, oh yeah. And today, it's already all right. In Jesus' name, if we can but believe, if we can but believe today, God have something great planned for our—excuse me, for our lives. Yeah, He didn't just come to just do that and run. Well, I'ma make a way and I'm gone. No, He's still here. I believe he's still waiting on man to get it right with him, to surrender. He wished that none should perish, so he's given as many as will a chance to come to him. When the season is right, God draw unto him. And today we're going to be talking about Christ of the church, Christ of the church. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that today Because some say he's many different things And uh, you don't hear often that he's the head You don't hear that a lot But he is the head of the church Yeah He's the head of the body of Christ And God made him there so that we could be led in the right direction Yeah in the right direction Unto him So that he can do what he needs to do In us In our hearts See because that's what God deal with People think he deal with uh, I'm taking a drink uh, <laughs> I'm playing a circular song You know Now God deal with the heart What's in there What caused you to take the drink What calls you Uh to listen to the circle of music. Was he not enough? He, you know, he dealt with the heart on many issues. And even said, because he said to guard your heart, because out of your heart come the issues of life. And that even represents be careful who you listen to. Because if you listen to the same thing long enough, it would get in your heart, you would begin to believe. David said this Thy word have I hidden. In my heart, that I might not sin against you. You hear what David said? Thy word have I hid in my heart. David kept hearing the word of God. He kept remembering it, he kept repeating it, he kept quoting it. It got in his heart. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of God But faith also comes by hearing negative things If we listen to negative stuff long enough We'll become that We'll believe that And we'll start reacting to negativity This is why we're careful Who we associate with Who hang around us I, I got to see something uh, And it bothered me But I could say nothing I mean, I wasn't the person in charge, you know. And I really couldn't say anything uh, positive enough that would cause them to understand. And sometimes when you know no matter what you do or say, it's not going to bring clarity. It's not going to bring understanding. It will cause more of a division, a separation. So what you do is you pray and let go and wait on God to fix it. I've never seen so many parents uh, like I have today. Everything is cool for their kids. Everything, no matter what it is, is cool for their kids. Back in our day, uh, we just didn't hear any and every old thing. Where I come from, the household I come out of, we were taught this when adults talking get somewhere. what that mean was get somewhere away from the conversation, get away that you your ears can't even hear the conversation because there would be things talked about that only adults can understand and should be interacting with uh pregnant women that wasn't discussed in that way. Uh, Being there when the baby's born, that wasn't something they allowed. Uh, They didn't even allow men to be in the room (laughs) when the woman was in labor and about to give birth. The dad, he couldn't be there. Yeah, she had midwives, uh, uh, a midwife and other women come and help. They helped to clean up afterwards. So when the dad came in, the room was back to normal. Baby wrapped up in a blanket, mama covered up, she may be napping, she may be holding the baby, okay? But all of this was kept in a place away from children. Where I come from, uh, the people in the community basically knew my dad and they knew my mom. They knew what they stand for, So cussing and all of that. It wasn't done around us. When I went to school, you know, uh, I got to hear children cuss, so that's somewhat how I learned about it, (laughs) and I liked it. I'm I'm honest, I'm honest, and so I decided to learn more about cussing and start doing more cussing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really did, but they allowed the children, everything to be cool for them, so... A music, I mean, a movie like 21-something, I don't know the full name of it, I forgotten it, uh, about these dirty cops. But there's a lot of cussing, a lot of bad cussing in that movie. And you allowed your child to choose the movie and sit there and watch the movie with your children. Um, my heads would have been rolling on the floor. I would have been cutting heads and behinds. You hear me? Where did you get this from to choose this for me? See, we got a lot of weak parents and they not they say they love the children, but they don't love the children. They they're selfish and they weak. I love my children, therefore I'm getting that butt. Do you hear me? I'm spanking that behind. I love my children, so certain things my children could not be a part of. I don't care whoever else is a part of it. You can't be a part of that. That is not for children. That is not for you. When it comes to violence, you can't have those type games. As a matter of fact, you can't have a game in my house because I'm training you to become an adult and go deal with life, and life is not a game. And the world is not going to play with you. And parents don't understand that. Oh, I, I let them do this. I saw one other day he said it was time for the daughter, I think, well, to take the trash out. He couldn't interrupt her playing on the game because she had other children, players that she would have let down if the game would have been interrupted. Guess what? It would have been some let down people. It's time for your chore. Let's get it done, sister. In my house, I used to tell them this. Let's roll with the program. That was a program. You had to follow in my house. And when you came with something different than the program, I would tell you this quickly. I'm not with that program. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. My neighbor, her name was Ruby. She used to laugh so hard, and one day she saw me. She said, Barbara, let me tell you something. She said, I don't eavesdrop on your conversations over there. I don't want you to think that. She said, but, Barbara, I heard you tell the kids, uh, I'm with a different program. I'm not with that program. She said, Barbara, that thing tickled me so bad. I couldn't help but laugh either because in this household, your children, and I know you're in the world, and I know you see things of the world, but we are preparing for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming back one day, and even in your children that you have trained, he's looking for the church, and he's looking for the church without spot or wrinkle. He said, train them up in the way that they should go. Don't be cool with them. Train them up in the way that they should go. When they get old, they won't depart from it. But if you don't train them, they won't make it to old age. That's why I know parents are weak and they selfish because you're not going to train your children to deal with the world so that they can live to get old. You're not going to teach your children and demand it out of them what's right. But you got to plant those righteous seeds in them when they babies. You can't wait until they're 10 and 12 and 18 and 20. Now you want to be a parent. Too late. Whatever monster you created, that's what you got. You got to put them on the altar. You got to fast and pray you got to get some praying people to stand with you because you waited too late. And I'm not just talking about worldly parents. I'm talking about Christian parents. Well, they say they're Christian. They say they're believers, but what what are you believing? Are you believing the whole book or, or just what fits you? Are you just believing the part about I give you the desires of your heart, or are you just believing the part about all these things to be added unto you? What are you believing? Because if you're a believer you're gonna believe all sixty six books. If you're a believer, you're gonna train your child. You'll see the hurt on their face, you'll see the disappointment. But all of this is to keep you safe. All of this is to prepare you for what's coming. Whether God come first or you grow up and go, go out in the world first. And I'm going to tell you something else about that training. Training won't cause them to run out there in the world so quick. Even your sons are going to stay home a little bit longer. They won't be so apt to grow up and run out and become men. Yeah, they, they won't be so apt to run out there and get a family of their own, they'll take their time to learn what it is to have a family and what you got to do for a wife and children not a not a not a woman you're living with, not a girlfriend, but your son will seek a wife, and if you've trained him right, he's going to seek. A godly wife Now we understand this We understand when they get older They're on their own They make their own decisions They're able to associate with people Who you may not agree with uh, Them associating with But there's not a whole lot you can do about it They are grown Oh but keep praying for them here Continue to keep them on the altar Continue to fast for them I even plant seeds for my children. I believe that's why they're still here too. Because we got to do what's right. Holiness is the way. I don't care whoever household is not teaching and preaching holiness in it. In my household, holiness is the way. And if you don't want to live holy, this is the wrong house for you to be in. Yeah. But if you're mine, you don't have a choice but to be here, so you may may as well not have a choice while you're in my house to live holy. Now, once you leave, you can live any kind of life you choose. But in my house, you're going to live holy. (sighs) Please excuse me. If you come to my house, you're going to come to my house and respect it. You're not going to come in here with all of that to do at yours. You're going to train your children before they get here. Don't go over there with that foolishness now. (laughs) What we do over here, that's not what you're going to do over there at Mama House, at Grandmama House, because see, Grandmama on a whole nother program. (laughs) She, She run a different program over there. You may not understand the program that she's running, but when you get there, whatever grandmama say, that's what I need you to do. Because that's my mom and your grandmom, but guess what? If she snatch you up and spank that behind, I will not be able to protect you nor say anything because if so, she might snatch me. And that's my mom, and I I can't hit my mom. I can't fight back with her. I heard one of my grandsons tell my oldest son one day, he he said, Well, you you said something back to my mama when my mama said something about that. Why you not saying something to my grandmama? He he said, Boy, boy, you trying to kill your daddy? He said, No. He said, Oh, yeah. You want me to say something back to my mama? He said, boy, I, I I can't do that, and you can't do it. Please don't you ever try that. And so my grandson was looking puzzled. He said, no, son, this is not the house, and, and she's not the one. <laughs> he said, please believe me, she's not the one. And my grandson got a chance to see I was not the one. Yeah. And from being on, I got respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After I showed him I wasn't the one. He went off to the uh, Air Force. I talked to him one time, and I went on about my business. Yeah, because you're a grown man now. Your choices are yours, and whatever choices you make, you're the one that will have to live through it. But whatever bad choices you make, it will affect the whole family. I may not see you that often. I may not talk to you that often. We've spent a lot of time together. But you're going off to the Air Force, and whatever choices you make bad, again, is going to affect me, the whole family. hmm And whenever he would do something that wasn't right and get busted for it, either by his parents, his other grandmama, or whoever, he never wanted me to find out about that. Don't tell Grandmama that. Please don't tell Grandmama. Yeah, because he knew what I told him. Yeah. So today we got to get strength, and we pray for pray for strength. Pray that God strengthen us, even in talking to our adult children. Adult children, they don't like bussing. They don't like you coming at them like they was when they were a child because they're too busy trying to show you I'm just as grown as you are Not You may be as grown, but you, you never know what I know. You haven't been where I've been and you haven't done what I've done. I've seen what you're doing and what life brings about with the things that you're doing. I'm explaining this to you not to do it so that life won't serve you a bad deal. I'm teaching you this and and telling you this as an adult because the world won't. The world will accept what you do and punish you for it. Oh, yes, they will. So we just got to pray for our children and pray that God strengthen them to raise their children properly. I, 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 I saw these girls in... I know they're young teenagers, but as, as a mother, I could not allow my daughters in their early teenage days to go out the house looking like a whore. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I just couldn't do it. I I, I won't ladies. Now, once you become an adult and you decide to be ghetto, as they call it, or a uh, 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 whore, That that's up to you Or uh, even look like a whore, that's up to you You're an adult, I, I can't control you as an adult But in my house, we're going to live holy We're going to dress holy Guess what, you going to even act holy You may not be holy, but you're going to act like you're holy in here Until you become of age And then you go out and, and act any kind of way you want Live any kind of way you want But every style come out, you can't wear it all of a horse, then robbed a horse look like of his lashes. No, ma'am, you're a young teenage girl. You, you can't do that. I can't have you looking like a horse out here in the street, and you think you're looking beautiful. The devil is deceiving them. God gave you black hair, you're going to wear black hair. You can wear it natural, you can straighten it, you can put a perm in it, but you going to have the color hair that God gave you. The clothes that I buy are the clothes you're going to wear. Nothing will be revealing. When you wear a dress that you can see through, you will have a slip on. Yeah, yeah, you will, yes, you will, because I will buy slips that you wear when you turn a certain age I will buy training bras And when you get another age that you wear the actual bra I buy those so you're wearing those We're going to talk about cleaning Keeping the underclothes clean yeah, All of that You're not going to wear a bra for a week not, not in here Because I'm checking on things I'm making sure you're dressed properly When you go out in the world And that men respect you because a, a, a young lady dressed like a real young lady most men won't disrespect her but if you got them twisted big old things in your head them robbed the horse of the lashes all the different color eyeshadows and oh no 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 they're not going to respect you cuz they're going to see you as a woman but you're not a woman yet and the babies Three, four, five, six years old. No way in the world I'm letting you go out looking like an adult. You can't look like a woman because you're not a woman. I'm not going to buy you imitation women things. They got little heels on shoes and uh, the little tight outfits for the babies. No, not mine. Oh, no. If you wear jeans, they may fit, but they're not going to be fitting. If you wear pants, it won't be spandex. I'm not trying to show off your little figure at an early age. Parents don't think. Women don't think. And many of them think it's okay to dress their kids like that with all these pedophiles and rapists and all kind of people in the world now. They've been here, just been undercover. So you're training your daughter to be a lady from a baby, from the time you birth her to the time she become Eighteen twenty-one. you have trained her to become a lady. And you teach her the ways that a lady behaves in public. I lived with a guy. And we would have some disagree. Oh, my goodness, I wanted to hit him in the head with a cast iron skillet. And we would be fighting verbally fighting back and forth, and I stopped to pick somebody up because I was a driver at the day labor company before I became a human resources director, and as soon as we picked somebody up, the conversation between he and I changed, no more hair raising, we talked like we had been in love from day one and we never had a disagreement. Why? I was trained. That's not what you do in public. If you have a guest at your house and you get that angry, you need to go for a walk or go to another room and cool off and think about it and come back with a level head. You don't do that. But today they don't, they don't do that. The parents don't do it, so the children don't know no other way but to do it. The hell raise and the act like donkeys and they look like fools and all of this, and they really think they're fashionable and they're following the latest fashion. But how many know everything is not for everybody? Yeah, everything is not for everybody. When I was a young woman, a young adult, I wore many skirts, many dresses, hot pants, had the legs for it and all of that, had the figure for it. I didn't know no better, really, because I thought I was was at my parents' house and I was following the world. That's why I said I didn't know no better, because I wasn't thinking back on the teachings and the training of my parents when I got old. Around 33, I departed from all of that. I gave the world back all of its tools, all of its fashions. Gave it back. All of its hairstyles. Here you go. Because everything is really not for everybody. What looked good on Gladys Knight may not look good on me. What looked good on Diana Ross will not look good on me. So we, have, we, we may love it, we may love what we see, but we've got to be careful with our eyes, what we look at, what we, our ears, what we hear, our mouth, what we speak out of it. God is looking for holy in this hour, I'm telling you the truth, and he's returning for holiness. Those that have been in him and he in them, this is why I, I, I try to be careful, but every now and then I have to play some songs. But I try to be careful even with the songs I play because he's requiring holiness. He's not requiring worldliness. He's not requiring the most popular things. I was looking at the praise service on YouTube, some praise services. And this one church, they bring all of these uh, celebrity gospel singers. And I'm looking. And I'm telling you the truth, you up singing gospel and talking about God and all of that, but the way you dressed, it would appear you don't know what you're talking about. To be honest with you, I, 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 I prefer not to look at it. I'm just honest. It made me think you have a form of godliness, but you're denying the power thereof. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Apostle Paul, he left us a dress code, modest apparel. No darning of the hair with the gold, and he told us the to braids, He even told us about braids. I'm serious. And somebody will say, "Oh, she's too old-fashioned." It's not that I'm old-fashioned. The word of God does not change, and neither does He. If He said it back then, He meant it today. If He said back then, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things going to be added unto you. He said it back then. He meant it today. If he said back then dressed with modest apparel, he meant it back then and he means it today. We just get caught up into what we want to get caught up into. And we'll change scriptures and try to find other scriptures to to map out what we're doing. Don't do that either. Because the devil will come in and trick you one hundred percent. That's why you see pastor wives with the tight clothes on and the stiletto here, what these things called, the contacts, blue and green contacts. That's not the color of your eyes. God may not have a problem with you having contacts because you're going to see better and you don't have glasses and it's easier for you. But he didn't give you green and blue eyes. He gave you brown. Yeah. So you want to get a clear contact. I'm telling you, and see, they don't—they don't teach this at church no more, 'cause they set the mothers down. They call the mothers when they want some cooking done, some decoration, you know, at the church, and get with the young ladies and help them out over there. But don't teach them nothing. Don't teach them how to keep their husband happy. Don't do that. Don't teach them that the, the bed is fire. Don't teach them that. Just help them decorate. Teach them how to fry that chicken that you fry so good. Teach them how to make that potato salad that tastes so good. Yeah, that's what they want now. But God is coming back, I promise you. And he's looking for that church without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for those that have followed his word to the letter. We didn't get sidetracked with what the world was doing. We didn't bring the world, tried to bring them into the church instead of bringing the church into the world. We didn't try to bring the world into God, doing worldly things. What we did is show the world how you come to God and God will bring you in and he will bless you. This is what our job is. This is what we want to do. But without holiness, no man is going to see God. Many people have come. Oh, I'm so happy. You, you of the Church of God in Christ? No, ma'am, and no, sir. I just simply know what the Scripture says. <laughs> I just simply know what the Word says, and I believe it. But it's not a denomination for me. It's not a church name. It's not a church. It's not a group of people. It's the scriptures. It's the word of God. I was looking at some things on the Church of God in Christ, and it's come to me. I believe God loved the Church of God in Christ. I believe He loved them like He loved everybody else. But just like over in the Book of Revelations, I got a fault with you. I need you to go back and do your first work over. Yeah, I I don't need you to be worldly. I don't need you to be about celebrities. A young lady said she had gone to hell. God took her in hell. She was sick, and God took her to hell to show her some things. She said she saw so many celebrities down there. She went to call their names, Michael Jackson, and she said she saw them in hell. And there was nothing she could do for them to get them out. They had made their choices. In this life, where they wanted to go, and there was nothing nobody can do. I know you remember Lazarus and them brothers. He told the one brother, said, "Listen, let me go back and talk to my brother." Uh, he said, "No, 'cause it wouldn't do no good. They won't listen to me and nobody else. They're not gonna believe you. They're not gonna." Listen. He said, "Well, can you just send Lazarus? Let 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 him, let him stick his finger in some cool water so he can parch my tongue? Do you remember that?" The guy who wanted his tongue to be cool was already in hell and couldn't get out, wasn't coming out, was no way out. His brothers were still back here doing the same thing, wouldn't even give the crumbs from their table to somebody in need, wouldn't help the poor, the sick, uh, wouldn't visit nobody in jail. God said, when you did this to them, you did it unto me. Many of us, we hyped up on the blessings of God. We hyped up on the miracles. We hyped up on we got this and we got that and we getting this and we getting that. But how many hyped up on going to see about the sick, the elderly, those that are in prison, those that are in jail? Kara, an encouraging word to those that are homeless. These are things God looking at now. He's looking at these things. Many of us, we sing in the choir. We're on the deacon board. We serve on the hospitality board. We, si- we serve on the finance committee. we ushering. We clean the church. We cut the gra- church grass. We play the organ or the piano or the guitar or some instrument at the church. But how many have been to see about the sick? I many have been to see about the elderly. I many have been to check on children. I many have been to the prisons or the jail to see if you could visit with somebody and encourage them in Jesus. They stopped me from going to the uh, intensive care. They stopped me from going on the floors, going to room, to room, You're at the hospital, you have to go down to the chapel. Now, if you know the person and you're an immediate family member, you can go visit uh, before COVID hit, you could. Now that COVID hit, it's not like that. And before COVID hit, they had stopped that. I could go to the chapel and pray for whoever was in that, but I couldn't go up to the floors unless I was an immediate family member. I remember this lady over at, uh, back during the day, it was University Hospital. It's called Shands now. Every day at 12 o'clock, she would have a church service in the chapel of the hospital, and the coworkers would come down and join her. Well, they told her, she oh, boy, when she met me, she just fell in love with me, and we were going in and pray and have church in the chapel at the hospital, praying for the administration, praying for the, the patients, you know, the doctors, the surgeons. They told her she couldn't do that no more. So I believe she went on and got a little building, you know, where she could, people still could come and be blessed because God had called her to something. But we got to be about the Father's business today. He sent a Savior. Let the Savior became an adult. sent him up Calvary's Mountain, Calvary's Hill, to be sacrificed for us. And the least we can do is what he asks of us. It's not very hard. We just have to focus. I, I'm raising my hand right now because I've been guilty myself. I have to focus. I have to want to remember him. I have to keep what's going that will help me to remember him. That will help me to hear the Holy Ghost when it speaks. To help me to hear when God speaks. It helped me to remember what his words said about everything. The Holy Ghost, uh, let me tell you, it's a teacher, it's a leader, and it will guide. The Holy Ghost said, yes, don't you say nothing. Don't say a word. You're not in charge here. You sit back and pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does all of this for us. And, and it's not a, 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 a something we done conjured up. It's not that the Holy Ghost is a person and we're made in its image. It's the spirit of God. And if we listen to that spirit, we're going to be all right. If we listen to what God got to say to the church, we're going to be blessed. Today, we don't know the world from the church, folks. You don't know no difference. I don't. Everybody look like everybody to me. But that's supposed to be a dress code. Mm-hmm. I've had people say, God bless you. Have a blessed day. I'm looking kind of strange. That dress code told them something. And I wasn't dressed with no thick beige colored stockings on, my head wasn't all wrapped up and simply because I don't wear makeup and thing I wasn't looking like a mud dub. But they knew there was something different. My shirt was buttoned up. Not down but up. No cleavage showing, none of that. My dress was a nice length. You didn't even see the knee. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are times when God has sent me out With certain things on Because of who I was going to minister to And they would receive me better But on a daily I want to dress the way Apostle Paul is talking about It keeps you safe It keeps you sound Cleansiness is next to godliness That's what he said in his word Clean hair, clean body, clean clothes That's my thing Clean hair, clean body, clean clothes. I see people go get their hair done and wear that same hair uh, three months, two months, a month, two weeks, three, uh-uh. Clean hair, clean body, clean clothes. Yeah. Some women, they don't wore it so long and ate their natural hair out. They got scapped, They don't have no hair. Just patched out. I've seen one video where the head was oozing. You can't accept yourself. You just can't be you. Because you're thinking people won't receive you as you. You need to look like this. Now, I'm going to look like Barbara. Accept me or not, I'm going to look like me. I'm going to look the way he made me. Of course, I'm older and better. Thank you, Jesus. My silver hair's coming in. Oh, watch out now. (laughs) Because that's supposed to represent you've been here a while and you're wiser. Yeah. You've been here a while and you're a wiser woman. You're better able to because you've been through some things to teach younger women, to help younger women. And you're not doing it because you want some children and you want somebody to do what you say do. No, I'm too busy for all of that. If you're willing to listen, I'm willing to share. If you're not willing to listen, it won't be no skin off my back because I'm busy. And I don't want to be running your business. Yeah. And many days, some women just say, pray for me. That's all I need to do. I don't need to know what. God knows what. He knows your name. Yeah. He know your address. He know where you're at. Even in your mind and your heart, God knows where you're at. And when you request prayer and I go to praying for you, God already takes it up because He already knows. Sometimes He'll show me, sometimes He won't. You don't belong to me, you belong to God. And as long as He knows and I'm requesting of Him to bless you where you need to be blessed at, He'll come in and do it. Lord, some things going on. Undo what's going on. Stop it and turn it around in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your spirit walk through the house and fix what's broken in there. hmm In the name of Jesus. And it's already all right today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank him this morning. There's none like him. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning and uh, when we come back, we're coming back with our morning prayer. And uh, we're going to talk about the Christ of the church today. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Hallelujah. Let's go with Miss Beverly Crawford this morning. And he lives because he truly does. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome
0: the one and only Beverly Crawford. Come on, put those hands together. You know who lives. I've never risen Savior in this world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand in blessing. I hear His voice of fear. You look behind, I know He lives. I've never risen Savior in this world today. The good news of Jesus.
1: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Miss Beverly Crawford, and I know He lives today. And she asked the question. I mean, she, she said people ask her how you know He lives. She said He lives within my heart. Yeah, you know He's living in you because the things you used to do, you you won't desire to do those things anymore. He's alive and well today. Hallelujah, our Savior was born. Thank you, Jesus, all he sent him for us today, that we might have a right to the tree of life. I'm so grateful unto him for my right today. I'm so grateful unto him for redemption today. Hallelujah. He redeemed us back to him through the precious blood of the Son, Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. We thank you today, hallelujah We're going to pray this morning And uh, we're praying the prayer of faith And our prayer is that God make us whole And that uh, he would lead and guide us And that we would have the right mind to follow him today And that we would take self-inventory To check to see if we're that church that he's returning for Again, he's coming back looking for the church, his church Without spot or rancor Hallelujah I'm grateful unto him Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Yes sir uh, In our old red song book He lives Y'all have heard it You ask me how I know he, li- he lives within my heart Doubly redid it Hallelujah And made it a congregational song That you can dance to before the Lord Thank you Jesus Let's pray Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day. We thank you, Lord, for another Monday morning. Thank you for waking us up. Father, Closing in our right mind, a mind to remember you. We thank you for the use and activity of limbs. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Father, we thank you for yet being on our side today in spite of us. We thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meet need. We thank you that you're a supplier of our knees. We thank you that you will never leave us Nor forsake us Father you'll be with us until the end Thank you for your word today Thank you for your son today Hallelujah Thank you for your spirit today Thank you for new mercy and new grace this morning And renewing your love for us Oh we thank you this morning Master We give you glory We give you honor and praise For father there's none like you Today we come before you in spirit and in truth. Father, we come this morning that you would be pleased with us, that God, what we hear, we will apply to our daily lives, that we will not forget what you said in your word, and that, Father, we will go back to the old path and take a look around and make a decision to stay with you, make a decision to ask you to deliver us, to set us free, all in the name of Jesus. We ask this morning, Father, for every caller and for every listener, that, Father, you would come in and make us over, make us new unto you. Lord, whatever's in our heart today that shouldn't be, we ask that you would remove it in the name of Jesus, that, God, you would sweep our house clean, and that, God, we would refuse to allow anything that's not of you to come back in. We ask this this morning, touching and agreeing, in the name of Jesus. We ask you today for a spirit of pleasure, a spirit to please you in the name of Jesus. We ask for a spirit of acceptance that we would do the things that only you can accept. What you accept today, oh God, we would do these things. We come this morning asking that you would help us to keep our mind on you. For Father, if we keep our mind on you, it's you that would keep us in perfect peace. Perfect this morning, Father. And we ask that, God, you would help us to be holy because you're holy. You're righteous. Hallelujah. You're the all-wise God. You're clean. All oh, we ask that we will follow in your son Jesus' footsteps. He only wanted to please you. Help us to please you today. In the name of Jesus. Ask for every household God, every caller, every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast, That, Father, you would fix whatever the situation may be today. Whatever we can't handle, God, we ask that you would come in and take care of it. Ask that you would send your spirit, your anointing, through our house to take out what shouldn't be. And, Lord, to leave what should be. We ask today that we would bow down to you every day, God, in spirit and in truth to worship you Bow down in obedience unto you daily in the name of Jesus, that not our will be done, Father, but your will will be done daily in our lives. In the name of Jesus, ask, Lord, that you would bless every household here today, every household. Father, move by your Spirit. Bring marriages together closer. Bring children closer to their parents and parents closer to their children. God, we ask today that you would bless the family because you believe in family. God, you brought Adam and Eve forth, and you blessed them to bring forth children, God. And, Lord, we ask today that you would strengthen and help us as families, that, God, we would do us right, help us today to forgive family members and friends and people that have done us wrong, that, God, we don't have to be separated that if we desire to visit or whatever, Lord, it's possible because of you. In the name of Jesus, in this season of celebration, Father, help us to celebrate you. Help us to celebrate your son. Help us not to get caught up into stuff and things, gifts and what I didn't get and what I got and what I should have got. But, Lord, help us to get caught up into that you sent forth your son into the world. A Savior was born unto us. Oh, God, that we might have a right to the tree of life. We ask this morning, Lord, that you would help us to be your people and you be our God. Help us not to sit back and be quiet, but, God, help us to be excited and celebrate in you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We ask this morning, help us, Lord, that this year, not because of the pandemic, but this year we would remember you like we've never remembered you before in celebration. In the name of Jesus, bring forth in every household desires, God. You know what your people desire this morning. And, Lord, we ask that you would do it for them. Some want to be delivered. Some want to be set free. Some want ministry. Some want to live right unto you more. Some want to show you that they love you today. Or do it for us in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you. Bless every family member near and far, every friend. Near and far. Bless the church today. The pastors and the the leadership, God. Moved by your spirit, That they can train your people how to celebrate you in this season. In the name of Jesus. And that we would give it all to you. Give it all to you in this season. Because you have blessed us to give gifts, to buy gifts, to share. You blessed us, Lord. And God, we ask that you would do it for us. Bless children in this season. Our children, oh God our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. God, move in this season for our families like never before. And as we're coming on into 2020, God, give us a giving heart that we would give more than we've ever given unto you in the name of Jesus. Every door that come open that we can give and we have it, Lord, use us to give. Use us to plant seed everywhere unto you in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we look to you for a harvest, or for, God, we want to work unto you. Not only that, we want to be a blessing unto others, moved by your Spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus, and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father, bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem Continue to bless America and the leadership of America. We ask this morning that your spirit would go in before the new president go in. And that, God, it would reside there, and anything that's there that's not of you, Father, you would remove it in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit flow. Give them a change of heart and mind for any foolishness that they want to do concerning you, your people, or your church. God, help today. We stand in the need of you. And, Lord, help us not to vote for people because of what we want. But, God, from this day forward, help us to vote for what's right according to your will. Let us come to you, those that are going to vote, and pray that you lead in God in the voting, not because of what we want, not because of what we think, but because of what you're going to do. Whoever you allow, God, we accept what you allow. But help us to be a more prayerful people. Help us to be a more word-walking, word-talking, word-living people. In the name of Jesus. James said, Father, don't just be a hearer of the word. And God, we don't want to just know your word, but we want to live it today. In the name of Jesus. Help us all this morning to gird up the loins of our hearts and mind in you. Help us this morning to walk upright before you. No matter what the cost is. God, help us to stretch out in you and know that you're returning for the church without spot or rancor. Help us to stretch out in you in holiness, for without holiness no man can see you. We want to see you, Lord. We want to see you for who you really are. We want to sit at your feet and praise and worship you. We want to see things we've never seen before. We want you to give what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man what you have in store for us. God, do it for us this morning, or we're preparing for your return. We want to go back with you, Hallelujah, and spend eternity with you. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. And, Father, bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. Move by your spirit for your people. Bless your people here today through your word, God. Bless them through your spirit here. Change hearts and minds today, O God, to get on the right track with you and obey at any cost. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen that hallelujah Thank you Jesus We thank you God We thank you We thank you Father Hallelujah We thank you His majesty We thank you this morning Glory to His majesty Hallelujah Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to him. Hallelujah. There's none like him. Ah, uh, yeah. But Sean Mitchell taught me real well. You can search all over, but you won't find Nobody. Nobody greater, hallelujah, mm. nobody greater than him. I'm thankful this morning that greater is on my side. <laughs> I'm thankful this morning that I have all power. There's no higher power. I'm thankful this morning that he drew me one day unto him. Hallelujah. He have not drawn everybody, but he drew me. Oh, and I thank him today. I thank him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen this morning. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you this morning. We're looking at Colossians. And we're looking at Colossians chapter 1. And uh, we're going to read down to verse 29. And that's that whole chapter of verse 1. And I wanted to talk about this today. God laid this on my heart over the weekend. And I got right up and put it in the marquee of the show because he gave it to me. And I wanted to make sure I carried it out the way he wanted to go. Hallelujah. He leads in God, our Father. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're thankful unto him for his word for us because his word is what keep us safe. Yeah, it keeps us in a safe place if we can obey what his word said. He spoke his word, and man had man to write it. He inspired man to write his word. And the ones who was inspired to write this dead and gone. But the word itself is still alive, the word of God. And it will inspire us to live it. Hallelujah. If it's explained right. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm all right right there. Hallelujah. So we're looking at Colossians chapter 1, and um, over the King James uh, Version, it says, I, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother." When I looked at that little bit right there, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, In other words, by the purpose of God. Nobody else chose me to be an apostle. I didn't choose myself. I didn't listen to what people said. God chose me. It's by his will that I'm an apostle. Hallelujah. And what an apostle he was. Thank you, Jesus. In verse 2 it says, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossus. Grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he was always, always, always encouraging the people. Yes, yeah, he would always say things that was uplifting to the saints and faithful brothers. Pay that attention to faithful brethren. Not just any brother in there now. Not not to the ones that's living, and, and, and that right there, that represents women too. That's a generic term, brethren. Not not to the ones that's doing their own thing and trying to bring God in on what they're doing, but to the faithful brethren in Christ, which are at collapse, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. To the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ this morning, that are here at Jesus in the morning. Grace be unto you and peace from our God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Grace and peace be unto you today. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for each other. But this is praying always for you. But we're praying always for each other. I might be about to put a load of laundry in it and it hit me, Jesus, in the morning, people. I'm putting the laundry detergent in the water and letting it run. Then I put the load of clothes in, and as I'm putting the load, I'm beginning to pray. Hallelujah. For my brothers and sisters that come faithfully to Jesus in the morning. You heard what he said up there. He said, faithful brethren in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, we got hope. It's laid up for us. We're waiting on it. we waiting for Jesus to come back. Hallelujah. Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Somewhere we heard the gospel, we heard the truth. And when we heard the word of God, we didn't harden our hearts. We allowed it to be a heart of flesh that we could come in unto him and receive him. Hallelujah. And he received us. Thank you, Jesus. Which has come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you, since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Once we heard the word of God, it began to grow in us. We began to tell others about it. Others began to investigate. Sometimes they went to church with us. When they went to church altar call, they went to the altar. Sometimes we was at their house, and the spirit of the Lord fell in their house because of the truth that was taught to us, and we began to share the word of God. And the Spirit of God fell, and right there they received Christ as their Lord and Savior. They went out, and they produced more fruit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 7 says, As ye also learned of Ephraim, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister in Christ. Now look, when I looked up Ephraim, this is what I found. Ephorus was an observer of the Apostle Paul. Uh, And he's mentioned twice in the New Testament uh, letters, you know, the epistles of Colossians and once in the New Testament letter of Philemon. But he was known from the apostles as being a dear fellow servant who is, for you, a faithful minister of Christ. Sometimes
2: we have a test that we all do. Where are your parents? I'm... I'm
3: tired.
2: Come on, let's go. I got you. I you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. What if hell is on Earth? What if being born is dying and dying's birth would that mean life's not god's gift but the devil's curse and to live was to be evil because it's words reversed what if the devil entered a pastor and he led a church what if we looked for the truth but didn't know where to search what if the they said to read have never been your words What if we chose to follow you But we still had that urge Will you forgive us for our sins and let us in your world God, we at the gate. We couldn't see, hear and touch you But we had faith We know we messed up, we human and we make mistakes So we just begging, we get it, And that you'll have grace God, what, if we, what if the place We grew up, forgot to teach you? What if we never even got The chance to go and seek it then what? Then what? Dear family, we're in scary times. Nobody has the answers. Just make sure you spread love. Scribble the stanza as my hands are trembling race 7 made heaven out of words I began to build a world that only I ain't have it I got a habit of rapping about tragic shit I think I'm just passionate Trying to steer the way while in the dark Hope I ain't crashing it Now my little hobby turned to cash Now thinking about who I be if I listen to doubt Said I never do it, well look at me now Young girl, oh dream, oh soul, oh dear Plan B, plan well, the luck, no fear Just waiting, gotta tell you when the time's near But if I never jump, then I die here Ain't no right till you pick up speed they think college is all you need And I don't blame your brainwashing on no, you, see It took me 19 years to finally start to believe And that's me, listen I'ma make it in the rain, i am shine All about my money, don't waste my For the kids with depression. The ones whose parental expectations got them stressing. The ones who would rather persevere, bust their ass trying to make it, cause they ain't really living in the present. They out here grinding, seeking perfect timing. Tuning out the useless voices that discourage rhyming. Get a real job, I don't argue with my destiny. And if my choices don't affect you, why you testing me? And as of late, I've been asking God why He's blessing me. I could cry enough tears to feel the chesapeake. Hold it together, girl, you deserve the world. And if no one else will say it, then I spit it to the mic studio when I lay I play it when you discouraged I know chasing the impossible takes some courage And I can promise at the end of your journey When it's all said and done will Nothing feel much better than hearing my nigga you won I'ma make it in the rainbow shine All about my money, don't waste my time
4: But because of what you've done Not because
1: I want to make sure I see you, okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, me and Sophie, when I go back down there. Ah, yeah. That's going to be a beautiful thing. Sophie doing homeschool and all of that. When school was in, you know. And so that's a wonderful thing. So we thank God this morning, even the children. He says, suffer the children to come unto me and forbid them not for such is his kingdom. And so we're grateful unto him this morning. Thank him for his move. And for all of us, if I didn't call your name, don't worry about it. He's yet moving for you if you're praising. If you have faith and trust him, he's yet moving for you. I even see money falling. Yeah, Spinner, I even saw money falling around you. Yeah. hmm So it's okay today. And tell him, so Lord, let's fall money falling.
5: Still remember, forever they will say how much love me song, captures me. and this is why worthy this is why he's qualified to take the scroll, remember there's three requirements in equity to redeem back a title deed, a piece of property that's been lost, you have to be related you have to be willing you have to be able first question to us Sure he was. He was God. He became flesh and dwelt, among, lived among us. He was one of us, human, related to humanity. So he is related. First qualification. Second, was he willing to go to the cross? Was this forced? Was he just murdered by the Romans? No, what Jesus said is the good shepherd lays down his life. No man. My life from me. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. So those nails that held Jesus on the cross—it was his love that kept him on the cross. We understand he was related, and he was willing. He was requirement, able. Was he able to do it? Could he? Did he have the bank, the price? Yeah, because what did it cost to redeem us? What did he pay for? is blood. The anthem in heaven down in verse 9 is we've been redeemed by your blood. You are worthy because you spent your blood. Willing, and able. Before I read the rest of the chapter, which sort of is the, the same activity, I give you, and we close with this, the fourth characteristic of heaven. Heaven is a responsive place. It's a real place a relevant place, a redemptive place, it's also a responsive place. Notice what they do. Verse 8, when he had taken the the four living creatures and the twenty-four others fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seal. And notice, you have redeemed us. touched on this last week you have redeemed us to god blood out of every tribe tongue people nation you've made us kings and priests to our god we will reign on the earth and i looked and i heard angels around the throne living creatures and elders the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands do a little math it's 100 million plus plus saying with a loud voice worthy the Lamb who was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. And every earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea, all of God's creation, all of his animate creation, all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and power be to him who sits on the throne of the Lamb forever and ever. And the Creatures, and I can only think that some of the four living creatures have to be Baptists because they keep saying this word. They said, "Amen." They say it a lot in heaven. Amen. Okay, amen. It's easy to say. And the twenty-four worship him who lives forever and ever. Response to taking the title deed, redeeming the world at the cross. And through the tribulation judgments, to get it all, the fitting response is worship. Worship. You know, I say things like this. Is that all we're going to be doing? Worship sounds a little boring to me. You know, sitting around and like singing. To, is it, is it, that's why I come late for this. I just want to skip, you know, the worship part. Get to the meat of this stuff. Is that and the stuff. Another accentuated by the many eulogies i have heard at funerals through the years and every time i hear it, I always sort of internally shake my head but smile outwardly because it's a funeral but somebody gets up and says oh, i know right now
3: <laughs>
5: i'm looking like really yeah. that's the best you got <laughs> or i know that she's up there writing and she has her puppies around around her and and, you know, why is it that we glories of heaven to activity that we think it doesn't get any better than that? Yeah. Listen, I'm reading this. John is in heaven. There's worship going on. And as I read it, John is not the Lord. Yeah. And I have a hunch, I have a hunch by reading this that there is nothing more fascinating than God when you are faced with Him. Amen. I think the last thing you're going to be thinking. When you're face to face with God. If that's all you got, you Okay. Now, there's more to do in heaven. There will have time to say it now, but you'll see. We will be in heaven. We will be written from heaven to the earth at some point when there is an uncreation that happens to this earth and a millennial set up. And by the way, in the millennial kingdom, you will. Jesus during that time. So there's a lot to do, but of the many activities to do, we're face-to-face encounter is high on the list. And if you have been, I think you get this you been redeemed. All you can think about is knitting and golf. But if you've been redeemed, your your response is, listen, listen. The wages of sin is Death. Okay, it's death. But thank God you got to quit before payday. All right. So he got the paycheck. Jesus took the paycheck.